Hey everybody, this is Matt Hardman with the Race Nerd Podcast, wanting to thank you, our fine listeners at CKCC Radio, for over 5,000 downloads. And that is an insane number, uh, especially with the short period of time that CKCC has been up. Uh, it's not just this show, it is the plethora of programming that we have, and even more coming in 2021. Uh, we've got two new shows, along with our mainstay shows like The Nerd Table and Ranking Tracks and motivational moves and not going to list them all here but we got quite a bit there's also two new shows called by the numbers featuring referee matt durline and where he looks back with his guests on matches that he has refed uh, throughout his career and also the a show which features matt and chris decker and a guest or two where they draft the perfect card uh, for a wrestling company on a given year. Uh, it's a very unique show. I checked them both out. I actually like them. Their first episode of the A Show was right in my wheelhouse. It was mid-90s ECW, uh, which was a certainly a phenomenon and certainly got me hooked back into wrestling at that point uh, in my life like really really brought me right back into it but we're not talking wrestling this week we are talking racing as we do every week and while it is the off season we do have some news going on and we have a pop quiz nose this week and that is in the late 90s which men's magazine was rumored to have inquired about sponsoring Dale Earnhardt and the number three Chevrolet from Good Wrench Racing. Uh, answer at the end of the show. And this one was quite surprising because this is something I didn't even fully know. Um, but we'll talk about that at the end. Uh, and What's going on this week is we're going to talk about uh, Chase Elliott's new sponsorship and along with Christopher Bell and who is going to be the, on the side of his Joe Gibbs Toyota in 2021 along with uh, some new sponsors. Uh, well, they're all new. Uh, for a new team, the 2311 Racing, the Michael Jordan team, and others. But we also are going to talk about a YouTube video I saw by Slap Shoes, who is a, a race fan slash pod, uh, not podcaster, YouTuber. And he had a very interesting scenario for the points championship. Uh, but let's let's get to some of these uh, little news items before we get to that. Uh, first, uh, Christopher Bell will ride into 2021 with sponsor Ream Heating and Air Conditioning. Uh, Ream has been a longtime sponsor in the sport for about 20 years now. A little over 20 years. Uh, first time I heard of him. 
was a sponsor on the old Kale Yarborough Motorsports Ford uh, for Rick Mast. Uh, and they've been along on various sponsors ever since uh, in the trucks, Xfinity, and in the Cup. Uh, well, they sponsored uh, part of the season with Christopher Bell last year in his ride at Levine Family Racing. With Bell moving to Joe Gibbs Racing, they will move with him, uh, seeing that Levine, uh, the Levine team, is no longer. And apparently they will be a primary sponsor on that team. Uh, their car will be on most of the of the races and well that's you know it was certainly in question a little bit with how you know whether he would be carrying any sponsorship or anything uh, that certainly eases that and it seemed that they have attached themselves to a rising star uh, with Christopher Bell so there's to that uh, another sponsorship that seems to be moving is Lumar Windows. Uh, Lumar, which had been a primary sponsor for a handful of races on the Alex Bowman 88 car, uh, will be moving to Chase Elliott and sponsoring him at the road course at Daytona, along with Circuit of the Americas. Uh, that gives another full-time sponsor to Elliott, which has been in no has no shortage of sponsors uh, as Lumar will join majority sponsor Napa along with Hooters restaurants and um, crap I'm drawing a blank on the other one <laughs> um, I want to say Unifirst but I believe that is now with the William Byron team but anyway they will be there is no shortage of sponsors on the 2020 champion, which is a really, really big thing. Um, and there also other news of Eric Jones announcing that, saying that sponsorship announcements are coming for Richard Petty Motorsports. Uh, Richard Petty Motorsports, which kind of suffered a blow in the past week or so with the fact that Worldwide Technologies, a, a sponsor of theirs through Bubba Wallace, uh, is reassessing their their motorsports options uh, as Bubba has left RPM to go to the new Michael Jordan Denny Hamlin team. Uh, they are reassessing, but interestingly enough, they are also reassessing their their track sponsorship of uh, Worldwide Technology Speedway, the Formula Gateway Speedway in just outside St. Louis. So we'll stay tuned to that. Uh, other news uh, is the big, the big news involving sponsorships is that 2311 Racing, like I said, that Michael Jordan, Denny Hamlin owned team, have announced five founding sponsors for their team. Uh, DoorDash, McDonald's, Columbia Sportswear, Dr. Pepper and Root Insurance will be on the 23 Camry next year. Uh, DoorDash, McDonald's, and Columbia uh, coming over with 
Bubba Wallace, their driver from Richard Petty Motorsports. Dr. Pepper making its return to NASCAR's premier series after being various sponsors with uh, throughout their NASCAR career, most notably with the BK Racing Team. In uh, Root Insurance, I don't know much about, but they are a new company to the sport. So that's going to be very interesting, and they they kind of uh, joined up with a bang, uh, and uh, I I think that that's a a great start for a new sport to join a new team with such um, high figures as you know Michael Jordan who. Doesn't really need an introduction, and Denny Hamlin, a three-time Daytona 500 winner, and probably the most talked-about driver in NASCAR in 2020, Bubba Wallace. So, there's all that. Uh, other things that are going on is California, I think we talked about last week, has officially been taken off NASCAR's 2021 schedule due to the pandemic and they will be racing the road course at Daytona that week uh, moving all three of their divisions their NASCAR their Xfinity and the trucks uh, the trucks will end up running a week later than the other two series uh, as they will be I believe in Homestead the Xfinity and the Cup guys. Um, other news uh, is that Dalton Kellett has been chosen as the second driver for AJ Foyt Racing in the IndyCar series. Uh, Kellett will take over the number four car as Sebastian Bourdais will be moving to uh, the 14 car, which was driven uh, last year by Tony Kanon and many others. Uh, other quick hits are that NASCAR is still kicking around the idea of moving the door numbers uh, to the rear of the car to maximize sponsorship uh, for possibly the all-star race. Um, but nothing is in stone, and the earliest that this could happen, as noted, is with the next-gen car, which is due out in 2022. Now, my thoughts on that is, after seeing some of the cars at the All-Star Race in 2020, it is not quite... Um, not quite white there yet for what it should be uh, it's I'm not a fan of the way most of them looked but I think I was more not a fan of the lights as much as the number but um, that is something that I am I'm actually kind of Curious on seeing if they do this year.
All right, now to the meat and bones of this week's episode. So, earlier this week, I watched a video on YouTube from YouTuber Slapshoes, uh, a NASCAR fan who does really, really interesting and well-done videos. And in this one, he made the case that NASCAR's points division... Uh, needs a lot of work. Uh, something I had addressed on a Patreon episode. Uh, if you're not a member of uh, CKCC, uh, the Creative Communities Patreon page, uh, check them out. It's patreon.com backslash club kayfabe uh, for just a minimum of $5 a month, you can actually join them and join in, join in the discussion and there's plenty of downloads, uh, stuff to listen to. But anyway, on one episode of mine uh, called Fixing NASCAR, I'd address the points issue and I thought I had a good idea until I listened to the Slap Shoes video and I thoroughly liked it. Uh, some of the highlights he had were bringing back kind of the old points chase uh, because what we have now doesn't work. And to address that, you we have uh, uh, 26 races to get into a field of 16 uh, out of 40 full-time cars, which is a absorbent amount to make the chase and we eliminate drivers every three rounds um, and you can advance by points into the next round or by winning races uh, putting the emphasis on winning more than consistency uh, going into the last race of the season where it's whoever finishes the best uh, wins the title now the idea of this brain fart uh, was to gain uh, more of a following for television uh, during the fall months when football kicks off. And at first we had a, a, a ratings raise, but now... It is declining. Uh, it is nowhere near where it has been. And I think a lot of it is a lot of longtime fans have kind of tuned out this and feel that it has become a farce on crowning a champion, uh, myself included, um, because we're what the sport is, is trying to create a show over a legitimate sport. Uh, we're becoming more of AEW, uh, the wrestling promotion, which claims it is a, wants to be more of a sport, but is more theatrics than anything. Um, and he had a very simple uh, idea on how to do it, bring back the consistency and bring back the points, and you can have the emphasis on winning uh, when it comes to the points, but 
I'll have to leave a link in the description for this show. And I, uh, I brainstormed and thought of a very, very simpler, more easy explanation on, not explanation, but an idea on how to do these points. Uh, you have 40 drivers, you have 30... Six of them will be locked in due to the charter system, which is also something I addressed in the Patreon episode. Um, but you have 40 drivers, so you're going to go from 40 points for first place all the way down to one point for uh, being the last car out as a kind of a, like a thank you for showing up prize. But with this, with my point system, you give three points to the winner, so they would get 43 points, which ironically in the old point system was the least points you could get in a race um, after attempting. It was the minimum, with uh, the winner getting 175. Uh, so. You would go 40 to 1 in the points, 3 points to the winner, uh, 1 point for leading the most laps, and 1 point for winning the poll, which works out if you win the race and dominate you can walk away with 45 points and you want consistency so you add that over the 26 races you can still keep your playoff format um, and you when you get to the 10 races in the playoffs you wipe the board again and whoever has the most points from first through 16th, through let me correct myself, they would all start staggering by one point. So if you are the points winner, the, the regular season champion, I should say, you would start off with 1,000 a thousand, a thousand points, a thousand, well, a thousand and sixteen. Second place, thousand and fifteen. Third place, a thousand and fourteen, and so on and so on. So you get to uh, the sixteenth driver, which would be a thousand points. Now, for every race in the chase, you do the same thing. No awarding wins to the next round. It's flat out if you. If you have enough points to get through the first round, the first 12 drivers would advance. The second round, the next eight. The third round, the eliminator round, we'll see it go down to the final four. And with that, you reset the points and whoever finishes the best, points-wise, after the final race at Phoenix, is your champion. Now, you could be the points leader 
and going into the playoffs at Darlington, uh, which is something we're going to talk about before we close the show. Um, but going into Darlington, you can lead the points, and you can have four or five bad races, and it'll knock you, knock you down. You're not automatically guaranteed to advance if for bad showings. What this does is this rewards consistency, and you get extra points for winning. So if you win the first three rounds and you dominate, you can open up a 15-point gap over the next driver. I think that is fair. You are rewarding consistency, and you are rewarding wins. Uh, but this win in your in crap I, I needs to go, and you need to bring some legitimacy back to the sport. And you can do this in all three of your NASCAR divisions, although winning necessarily does not guarantee you a title, as we saw with Matt Crafton uh, just a few years back, where he went winless for the season, but still managed to win the championship in the truck series. And the fact that Ryan Newman almost walked away with the 2014 Cup title uh, going, going into Homestead, finished runner-up for the title, despite not winning a race, and just being in there by consistency. I, I think that's a big thing. And not for nothing, you know, some of this was all a knee-jerk reaction to, all, uh, not all tell, uh, Nextel coming into the sport, and the fact that Matt Crafton won the championship going away in 2003, and really didn't have to sweat any bullets in the final race, um, and he had done that all on consistency with a lone win uh, that season uh, compared to other drivers like uh, Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon and Mark Martin, who certainly won more but were left empty-handed. I think, I think this this points payoff actually works very similar to what Slap Shoes had mentioned, but differs a little bit. And I like this compared to what I had suggested over the Patreon episode as the more I thought about it, I just wanted to simplify it the simplest I could get. So... That, that's my feeling on that. Um, will anybody at NASCAR headquarters in Daytona Beach actually listen to the show? Highly doubtful. Extremely doubtful. <coughs> uh, but for the avid race fan, I, I think that they would suggest that this is a fair playoff system compared to what we currently have, which is not working for the reason that they that it was suggested. Um, moving on, getting away from the playoff thing, um, mentioned Darlington being the first round of the playoffs. Uh, Darlington will be moving their throwback weekend from Labor Day weekend, their traditional Southern 500, to Mother's Day weekend as in 2021, they have two races on the schedule. Last year, 
They had multiple races on the schedule, but that was due to the pandemic. But this year, they actually have two race weekends that are there for by design. And that they will be running the throwbacks to differentiate it from the playoffs. Uh, as there was way too much going on in terms of attention between throwbacks and playoff drivers and just the pageantry of the Southern 500. Uh, some fans are up in arms over it, claiming that it's a tradition. Um, myself, I actually like this idea. Uh, give the second Darlington race something to stand up for, and it also shows that NASCAR is seriously um, in the process of making this a more permanent thing. <coughs> uh, with um, Darlington being a two stops on the schedule uh, type of thing. And like I said, it the Darlington with Darlington, I'm okay with moving the throwbacks to the Memorial Day race, uh, not the Memorial Day race, the Mother's Day weekend uh, because one, the Southern 500 is not moving. That is staying on Labor Day weekend. And I'm perfectly okay with that being the first round of the playoffs. I actually would be up in arms if they had moved the Southern 500 like they have before when they moved it to California. Hey, how you doing, Fontana? Uh, how's that COVID? And... Um, I think that you can celebrate the history of the sport, uh, not on a particular weekend, but where it is still a rather new and novel concept, you can move it without doing any unrepairable damage to the whole idea of the series. The the series doing a um, a weekend like that, I think you can actually get away with it and have it work really well. So, one driver, uh, a, one throwback that will not be happening is the answer to this week's trivia question. And that is, in the late 90s, what men's magazine once... Uh, was rumored to have inquired about sponsoring Dale Earnhardt and the Richard Childress Chevrolet. And that magazine is Penthouse. Um, Penthouse uh, had actually sponsored Frank Pedragon, the third Pedragon brother, in the only one not to win a funny car title in the NHRA. Uh, they had sponsored him in 1999 with Jim Dunn Racing. And while the NHRA was okay with bringing them in as a sponsor, they kind of stayed pretty low-key for their cars. It was just a black car that said Penthouse. Uh, NASCAR being a very family-friendly sport. And yes, the kind of said tongue-in-cheek, uh, would not be open to that. Had You know, I'm sure there was talks 
and they didn't get more than just, you know, an introduction before NASCAR had stepped in, as at the time, NASCAR would not allow anything like that, or even hard liquor as a sponsorship. And we all know that that changed in the 2005 season, when they allowed the, uh, the hard liquor to come into the sport, and Jack Daniels, and Jim Beam, and Smirnoff, all jumped on that, and not long after, you didn't see much hard liquor. Um, the last hard liquor sponsorship I can recall on a car was 2019, and Jack Daniels partnering up with uh, Richard Childress Racing to bring back a black three car for the Roval, and... Uh, Sponsor Austin Dillon. That was a one race deal, is kind of reuniting between the distillery and them as they had sponsored uh, in three drivers uh, throughout their history at Richard Childress Racing. Most notably, uh, Clinton Boyer, who had won in a Jack Daniels 07 car, but prior to that, Dave Blaney, and after that, in 2010, Casey Mears. So, that, that was an interesting little one. Like I said, I never knew uh, the whole thing about Penthouse um, approaching Childress Racing. Like I said, it's probably nothing more than an introduction, but I just thought that was a unique one there. Uh, and I'm going to play, I'm trying to keep up a weekly schedule with this show, but as as we're hit or miss with news, it kind of drags it down. So hopefully, I'll be back next week. <coughs> same bat time, same bat channel. So continue to tune in. Uh, and in the meantime, definitely check out all the other plethora of programming on CKCC Radio, wherever you download your podcasting shows, whether it be Podbean, iTunes, Apple, uh, Google, wherever. I, you know, just uh, check them out. And uh, definitely also check out the, um, the Patreon if you haven't. Like I said, it's a minimum. It's five bucks a month to start, and the tiers go up. And but the benefits for those tiers go up as well. Uh, so until then, I'm Matt Hardman, and this is the Race Nerd Podcast, and I will see you at the track. <laughs>